I mean, I was told by my film professor, there are films and there are movies. And sometimes you've got to know what you're walking into. Yeah. See, but I come from a time when movies were films. It's been a very, very long and unbearable 2023. I've been counting the days like a little kid waiting for Christmas, just waiting for this day to come. It's pretty much a holiday for me. The day of the Oscar nominees being announced. There's so much joy and excitement that I have this year. It's finally here. I get to finally predict who's going to get in, who's going to not get in, who got shut out and who got snubbed. That's exactly what I have for you today. I have all of the nominees here lined up and all of my personal picks for what I think is going to win. And as a little cherry on top for every single category, I also added in a little bit of just movies that I think should have been in, but got shut out. I think in the event of a movie being snubbed from the Oscars is starting to become more of an award than winning the Oscar itself. I mean, like with this new round of nominations, Margot Robbie got shut out and Greta Gerwig also just didn't get a nomination. People are talking about those two snubs more than they're talking about the actual nominees. It's almost cooler to not be nominated for an Oscar than it is to actually win the award because people are going to be talking about how the Batman never got nominated for cinematography or best score and it was one of the best shot movies of that year and also one of the best composed movies really ever. So I'm going to highlight all the snubs for every single category but that's almost a bigger award than the award itself. How this episode is going to be going along, we're going to be going from the biggest awards to the smaller awards that are still cared about and we still appreciate them, but they're just, you know, people care about them a little bit less. So that being said, we're going to go ahead and start out with Best Picture. This year for the Academy Awards, we have American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, The Holdovers, Kills of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, and Poor Things, and also Zone of Interest. All of these films are absolutely incredible, but my personal pick is going to be Oppenheimer. I've really just never gotten over that film. It's absolutely breathtaking, and it was definitely the best film of the year for me. Movies I don't think would have won, but definitely should have been included in this nomination for me would have been Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Hands down, one of the biggest films from last year kind of got quietly forgotten about. Also, Godzilla Minus One came out of nowhere Definitely deserves some kind of nomination. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 was one of the best MCU films of all time for me and should have just snuck in there. I would have really appreciated an MCU being one of the best films of the year. Also, John Wick 4 being one of the best action films ever made is shocking that it got snubbed away from this list. And to top it all off, for me, Wes Anderson is always worthy of an Oscar nomination, so Asteroid City should have definitely snuck into the Best Picture category. But even if these films were included in the Best Picture category, Oppenheimer is still my number one pick of the year. Keeping on pushing into the most important awards here, we have the Best Actor category. This year, we have Bradley Cooper for Maestro, Coleman Domingo in Rustin, Paul Giamatti in The Holdovers, Julian Murphy in Oppenheimer and Jeffrey Wright in American Fiction. For me this year, it's been my number one even before the film came out. Julian Murphy in Oppenheimer gave, in my opinion, the best performance of the entire year, a career best from him, and is definitely worthy of the Oscar. But my very close second is also Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers, also gave a career best performance, and he was definitely one of my favorites of the entire year as well. Personal snubs for me from this year, Leonardo DiCaprio surprisingly didn't get pushed into this category this year, but his performance inside of Kills of the Flower Moon was almost a little bit familiar from Django, it didn't do anything too crazy. I love him. It was a great performance. Still an all-time GOAT, but just didn't really deserve to be pushed in this year. Chilean Murphy just gave it the better performance, in my opinion. Also, I didn't see the film, but Zac Efron gave an incredible performance in The Iron Claw. I heard a lot of people really upset that this entire film got shut out. It was, from what I've heard, one of the best films of the entire year. Zac Efron, you'll come around next year, maybe. Keeping it pushing into Best Actress in a Leading Role, we have Annette Benning for Nyad. Billy Gladstone for Kills of the Flower Moon, 
Sandra Huller for Anatomy of a Fall, Carrie Mulligan for Maestro, and Emma Stone for Poor Things. In my opinion, Lily Gladstone gave an absolute career-best performance of Kills of the Flower Moon, and just one of the best performances of the entire decade. She carries that film on her shoulders, and she definitely deserved the nomination, and will in my opinion, should get the win, but Emma Stone has been on a rapid roll this entire year. With the Emmys and the Golden Globes, she's been really just picking up a lot of momentum. It wouldn't be surprising to see her win, but Lily Gladstone is my personal favorite. There are also some actresses who gave incredible performances, but the Academy did not share my opinion. Those actresses were Margot Robbie, the biggest film of the entire year. She somehow was not good enough for the Academy. Greta Lee in Past Lives was absolutely breathtaking. Kaylee Spaney in Priscilla was absolutely incredible as well. Natalie Portman in May-December also gave an incredible performance. And Tiana Taylor was actually my personal favorite when I watched that film way back in March. But she did get surpassed by Lily Gladstone for me. But she still gave an incredible performance in that movie and you should definitely check it out. In a lot of instances, the best supporting actor and actress category is one of the best of the entire night. And this year, it's absolutely no different. This year, we have Sterling K. Brown for American Fiction. Robert De Niro, despite pushing 100 years old, got nominated for Kills of the Flower Moon. Robert Downey Jr. got nominated for Oppenheimer, extremely well-deserved. Ryan Gosling apparently gave the best performance in Barbie. He got nominated. Margot Robbie didn't. Mark Ruffalo and Poor Things also got nominated as well. Now for this year, the popular pick and the pick that's most likely going to win is RDJ for Oppenheimer. He really just killed it in that performance, but I'm going to go with literally me, Ryan Gosling, and Barbie. I don't think anyone came close to Ryan Gosling and Barbie, and no one ever will. Some of the biggest snubs for this category was Matt Damon and Oppenheimer. Really killed it there. Dominic Sessa in The Holdovers for his first performance was really, really enjoyable. Charles Melton really was only known for Riverdale and somehow came into May-December and was acting on par with Natalie Portman. Donnie Yen in John Wick 4 really just owned every single frame he was in, and also every single supporting actor in Air, from Chris Tucker to Marlon Wayans. All of them were absolutely incredible and deserved some kind of nomination, at least one of them, because they were all absolutely charming. Going into the Best Supporting Actress category, we have Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer, Danielle Brooks for The Color Purple, America Ferreira for Barbie, Jodie Foster for Nyad, and Devine Joy Randolph for The Holdovers. At the start of the year, I was really pushing for Emily Blunt, but now Devine Joy Randolph in The Holdovers, it's her year. She's coming for it, and I can't wait to see her get it. Some supporting actresses who gave an incredible performance but just couldn't push in somehow. Rachel McAdams in Are You There, Goddess Me, Margaret was really good. Julianne Moore in May-December, Viola Davis in Air, and also Margot Robbie, despite only having like five minutes of screen time in Asteroid City, was really enjoyable. And my biggest award of the night, in my opinion, is Best Director. We have Jonathan Glazer for Zone of Interest, Yorgos Lanthimos for Poor Things, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer, Martin Scorsese for Kills of the Flower Moon, and Justin Triette for Anatomy of a Fall. In my opinion, the greatest filmmaker on this list, well, probably second to Martin Scorsese, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer is most likely going to win this one, and he'll finally secure his first ever Oscar, therefore putting him in the Hall of Fame of Directors if no one put him in there already. Some other directors who did a really great job this year but somehow couldn't push themselves in, Celine Song for Past Lives, Hayao Miyazaki for The Boy and the Heron, Greta Gerwig for Barbie, Wes Anderson for Asteroid City, Sofia Coppola for Priscilla, David Fincher for The Killer, Michael B. Jordan for Creed 3 was also really good, Gareth Edwards for The Creator, despite being a really bad movie, he did do a great job, and also Chad Stahelski for John Wick Chapter 4, that movie is filled with so much neon and incredibly directed action sequences, he should have been pushed in here. 
and all of those directors were absolutely incredible, but no one is winning over the GOAT Christopher Nolan. Sometimes the best films don't come from the U.S., but overseas international. For this year's international feature films, we have Io Cappuccino in Italy, Perfect Days from Japan, Society of a Snow, Teacher's Lounge, and Zone of Interest from the U.K., I haven't seen any of these films, I'll be completely honest, but my personal pick from just what I've seen from all of the praise it's been getting, Zone of Interest, that's what I'm going to go with. What got snubbed here, in my opinion, Godzilla Minus One. That movie came out of nowhere and should have been pushed into this category. But if you happen to see any of these foreign films, let me know how good they are and if they're worth a shot. And over to the category that a lot of people say is just for kids, the animated feature films. We have The Boy and the Heron, Elemental, Nimona, Robot Dreams, and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. For this year, it's no real hard decision here. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is going to clear it, and it's really going to be resided as one of the best animated films of all time, if anyone for some reason doubted it already. Now, a close second for me is The Boy and the Heron. That movie was absolutely breathtaking and definitely has a shot of winning the Academy Award. So if it's not Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, don't be surprised it's The Boy and the Heron. Other animated films that were really good but really got snubbed off this list, TMNT and Suzume, two animated films that really were highly regarded and highly respected throughout that entire year. I thought they'd be in here. I thought they'd be absolute locks, but for some reason they weren't. For this year's adapted screenplay category, we have American Fiction, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and Zone of Interest. In my opinion, it's really not even a debate. Oppenheimer being adapted from American Prometheus was just one of the tallest tasks of the entire year and it's somehow done so beautifully and is definitely going to win the Academy Award. Movies that got snubbed here that I think were really, really good and should have deserved some kind of shout out. Kills of the Flower Moon somehow is not in this list but Barbie is. That's one of the biggest disrespects in Academy history. It's a lot easier to do a Barbie movie than it is to do a Kills of the Flower Moon film and I think they should really be ashamed of themselves. Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 3 should definitely deserve a spot in here. I just watched it recently. It's a little bit of recency bias, but it's just so good. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse should definitely be in there. Priscilla should definitely be in here. The Killer is one of the best comic book adaptations of the entire year, and it should definitely have deserved a spot. Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret is a brilliant screenplay. And also The Boy and the Heron being adapted from the Japanese novel How Do You Live should definitely push its way into this category. For best original screenplay, it's a little bit different. Everything here seems to be films that I knew would be in here, and I'm honestly happy that they got this one so right. For original screenplay, we have Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers, Maestro, May, December, and Past Lives. For me, it's been no secret. My number two film of the year, Past Lives, is going to win this one, officially solidifying Celine Song as one of the best filmmakers working today. There's not a lot of snubs here for this year for original screenplay, but I think Talk To Me was really good and is definitely worthy of some kind of recognition because that screenplay is so good. For the visual effects category, this is probably one of the best visual effects years that we've ever gotten, and a lot of these films are films I could definitely see being plausible for winning. We have The Creator, Godzilla Minus One, Guardians 3, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, and also Napoleon. Those first three are the just most plausible winners for me. The creator, Godzilla Minus One, Guardians 3. Those are the three best of the year. But for me, any of these can go and I wouldn't be mad at any of them. I could knock out Guardians 3. I'd be upset, but I can. Godzilla Minus One and the creator both look great for being under $100 million. But I'd have to go with the creator. I know I'm going to get a lot of hate. I could really go between either one. But the creator... 
for $80 million on a $4,000 camera looks absolutely stunning and definitely deserves the win here for visual effects. But don't be surprised if it's Godzilla minus one. The Oscars are rigged. Everyone loves a good comeback story. And Godzilla minus one is definitely that. There's not a lot of snubs since Hollywood doesn't know how to do CGI anymore. But Transformers Rise of the Beast was one of my sleeper hits of the entire year. And it definitely deserved some kind of nomination. There were some questionable shots. But overall, it looked really solid. So Best Director is my biggest award of the night. My number two biggest award of the night is Original Score. Soundtrack music is all I listened to. It was my number one on Spotify last year. For this year, Academy Awards original score, we have American Fiction, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, Kills of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. It's no secret it's going to be Oppenheimer. Ludwig Gornson absolutely knocked out of the park, and he's going to get that Oscar, a number two Oscar, putting him in the top five discussion for best composers to walk the earth. I think the Academy did overall a pretty good job with the original score category, but The Boy and the Heron... Godzilla Minus One, The Creator, and The Flash were just some of the best composed films I've ever heard, and somehow they didn't get pushed in here, specifically The Boy and the Heron, and also Godzilla Minus One, and also The Creator. I mean, all of these films were just incredible. I listen to these on loop every single week, and they somehow aren't in here. For the original song category, I feel like every year they just pick the wrong songs or just don't award the right one. This year, it's really no different. We have It Was Never Away from the American Symphony, I'm Just Ken from Barbie, What I Was Made For from Barbie, The Fire Inside from Flamin' Hot, and also Waza Waza from Kills of the Flower Moon. All of these are really good. It's most likely going to be one of the Barbie songs, and for me, I'm going to go with I'm Just Ken because Ryan Gosling is about to pick up two Oscars in one night, and he's going to be one of the best to ever do it. But really, I mean, I think that most likely is going to be What I Was Made For, but I'm going with I'm Just Ken because, I mean, I am just Ken. And for one of the biggest snubs of the entire night, not a single song from the Metro Boomin album was nominated for an Oscar, which is a war crime. Because, I mean, every single one of those songs, pick the worst one, it's better than at least three of the songs on this list. Maybe when Part 2 releases in 2028, we'll finally get a nomination for Metro Boomin. But until then, it's really weird that they snubbed that entire album away. Cinematography is always a stat category every single year. This year, it's no different with El Conde. I'm really happy that film got a nomination. If you haven't watched El Conde on Netflix, it's really worth it. It looks absolutely breathtaking. Kills of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. You know it's no secret. Hoytman Hoytman is going to win another Academy Award for Best Cinematographer for Oppenheimer. That movie is so freaking beautiful. Some movies that got snubbed that really should be in this category. The Creator. Greg Frazier is a absolute mastermind shooting on a $4,000 camera with an $80 million budget produced one of the most beautiful films ever made. John Wick Chapter 4 was really breathtaking. Past Lives and The Holdovers had a overall pretty warm color palette that was really suitable for that film. And also Asteroid City should have been pushed into cinematography. I just noticed I didn't even write it down. That film looks incredible, and it's also Wes Anderson. If there's any visual award, he definitely should be in that category. Somehow he's not in this one. But Asteroid City, one of the best shot films of the entire year. The costume design category isn't really one of my favorites, but it's always a fun one to tap into. For this year, it's no different. We have Barbie, Kills of the Flower Moon, Napoleon, Oppenheimer, and also Poor Things. All these films are all deserving in their own right. I can see any one of these films winning, but most likely it's going to have to be Barbie. I mean, you know, if it's a Barbie movie, it's most likely going to win costume design. I won't be mad at all by that decision. Movies that got snubbed this year for costume design, in my opinion, 
Priscilla. I mean, doing that wardrobe for Priscilla Presley is nothing short of a challenge, and it definitely deserves some kind of spot in here. And also Asteroid City, the man who has such close attention to detail, deserves some kind of nomination for this award. Anything visual, he deserves it. The best editing category is one of the most overlooked of the entire night. It takes so much to edit a film to make it so cohesive and fit together so beautifully. This year, it's really nothing short of incredible films. We have Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. All these are great, but in my opinion, Oppenheimer being three hours long and being edited so beautifully is what makes it so deserving of this spot. But Kill with the Flower Moon is also really good, and it really also could win. Either one of these is incredible. And also, there's really no snubs for the film editing category. Everything that I want to be in here is Oppenheimer and Kill with the Flower Moon. As long as those two films are in here, I'm not mad at all. We got three more categories to go here. For sound design, we have The Creator, Maestro, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, Oppenheimer, and Zone of Interest. For me, once again, no secret it's going to be Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer will most likely take home all the technical awards this year, and just the sound design for the atomic bomb is everything that we wanted it to be. A couple films got snubbed from the sound design this year, and it makes me really, really upset. We have Kills of the Far Moon. Maybe it's just because I saw it in Adobe Theater, but that sound design was really, really good. And also Godzilla Minus One not being in a sound design category is really baffling to me. For production design this year, we have Barbie, Kills of the Flower Moon, Napoleon, Oppenheimer, and also Poor Things. Most likely it's going to Barbie. And I mean, you know, if it's a production design movie, that whole 10-minute opening sequence is just showing off, hey, we want the Oscar and we're going to win it, and here's why. We got snubbed this year once again, Wes Anderson's Asteroid City. Anything visual should really go to Wes Anderson, and Asteroid City was... Once again, an incredible, awesome set design. You'd be surprised what they do in that film. And seeing it not here is just really surprising. And for makeup and hairstyling this year, we have Golda, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and Society of a Snow. Most likely, I'm going to put Poor Things here. I mean, that just seems like the most plausible winner. I would say Oppenheimer if Poor Things ever came out. But, you know, Poor Things it is this year. The biggest snub for this category is Barbie. I mean, if there's going to be a makeup and hairstyling, don't you think a Barbie film should be in there? I mean, maybe a nomination, maybe not a win, but come on, it's Barbie. Well, that wraps up my Oscar predictions for this year. I'm feeling really confident with my list. A lot of years, I'm really inaccurate and just don't know what I'm talking about. But this year, I'm feeling really lucky. I feel like I can go to Vegas right now and put 10K on black by how accurate and how lucky I'm feeling from my Oscar predictions. I'm usually shooting like 60% from three when it comes to Oscar predictions this year. I'm feeling like Steph Curry in the finals, like 95% from three with these predictions. I think a lot of these here are going to fall to be correct, and I'm just going to feel like an absolute genius. But let me know what you think is going to be winning the Academy Awards this year. What's going to be the biggest shock of the night? Are we going to get another Will Smith slap moment? I hope so. The Oscars were a little bit boring last year. I want a little bit more fun. And also, what was your personal just biggest upset moment by just what didn't get nominated this year? For me, it's definitely going to be Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie not getting nominated. Two of the biggest and just greatest achievements of last year. Not getting recognition is really upsetting, but, you know, it is what it is. These are all just moves at the end of the day. It's no big deal. While we wait for the Oscars, I'm going to try to just release more Oscar-centric episodes. So Christopher Nolan's about to win an Oscar, so I'm going to do a Christopher Nolan ranking. Ryan Gosling's going to win two Oscars in one night, so I'm going to do some kind of Ryan Gosling film ranking as well. And any other Oscar-related, Best Picture-related episode I can do, I'm going to try to squeeze into before we get to March 10th. But until next time, stay swagged out, stay cool, watch more movies, and I'm your host, Logan, and I'll see you in the movies. Shout out.